is Party Time Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It is Thursday, which means we're going to go off the rails, going to have a good time. Oh, the Mothership, Studio 22, we are in here. Don't blame me, I voted for Trump. <laughs> I still vote for him. Lisa, I got to tell you, I, I made a post the other day. So, they one of the guidelines for the uh, town hall that Sean Hannity was going to have with Greg Abbott and Donald Trump, the other, the other day I found out that one of the guidelines is you have to have a... Uh, you have to have a vaccination, proof of vaccination, or a negative COVID test had to have been performed within 72 hours, okay? And we called about it, and they said this was approved by the participants, which would be Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, and Donald Trump. That's what they said. The organizers, that's what they said, okay? Well, I posted about that on Facebook. But let me tell you, I'm as pro-Trump as anybody. They came after me. How dare you say Donald Trump would do such a thing? <laughs> and you know for a fact they yeah. approved it. I mean, guys, he doesn't walk on water. <laughs> he doesn't walk on water. And for the record, he has pushed that vaccination an awful lot. Mm. Yeah, uh, a lot of people call it the Trump vaccine. I mean, he had it, then he got it. And speaking of vaccines, you heard of this whole thing with St. Jude now, where they're only like granting families of children at St. Jude if they if they've been vaccinated well the make a wish deal make -a -wish. was doing make -a -wish. that make a yeah. wish but they recanted now oh so now they, they, they went they went back on that they, yeah they i think they decided to go back on that they got so much outcry yeah i mean as they it. should yeah yeah you can't get paid that much if you're actually going to oppress your own people who are already at the end of their lives they're already terminally ill i mean it feels like we've been talking about this all week and yet it's still so sad that it's just going over and over again that kids are having to put up with this mess yeah Chandler Crump's in the hot seat. Uh, you guys got to find him online. I've been watching you for a minute, and uh, and we're gonna have fun. I I was trying to think if he was the youngest guest we've ever had. He's not actually. Really? Yeah. I was gonna say pretty close. Pretty it's, close. You're just finding more people younger to make me look dumber. See, that's the whole thing. What we do here is we try to make sure Steve, at the age of fifty, realizes how unaccomplished he is in life. I, I, okay. And just I mean, throw it in my face every day. There's one accomplishment. If I look at him, I don't think he's 50. I think he's like 38. So there's hey, your, there we, there's there your one compliment of the day. New best friend. You're it's hired. that little Jim Debbie haircut he's got. That's what it is. <laughs> Do you need a co-host for your show? Hey, hey. hey. I mean, we're, we're already putting together a pitch. Come on now. Right, yeah. Steve travels. Yeah. <laughs> Travel well. I might have to poach him from your co-host. There you go. There you go. Oh, my he, gosh. Uh, trust me, once you get him, you can't get rid of him. No, nope. he latches on. <laughs> oh, he latches man. on Chandler. We got a lot of stuff we're going to get into. Uh, the puppet master Mark and Candace the Queen are at the helm, flying us into the nether regions off the rails today. Uh, headed into the weekend, you know where we're going to be? We're going to be in Lake Jackson, Texas, tomorrow night. That is the uh, Friday the second. Let me get that straight. Then Saturday the third, we're going to be in New Braunfels, Texas. Still some tickets available, I think, uh, there in New Braunfels, Texas Ski Ranch. Come check us out. We're going to have some fun, some laughs, some music. Kick off this Independence Day weekend the way it ought to be, uh, Texas style, free for all. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Party Foul Steve will be there. Jesse Payton will be there. It's going to be fun. Um, Lisa, do y'all have big plans for the four? And we're just going to do like local stuff. Just local. I got those like little poppet things that the kids love to throw on the ground. And they... Oh, I used to love those. Yes. When I was younger, I'd throw them at my brother's feet and say, dance, dance, dance. Yeah. 
Yeah. My neighborhood's already celebrating, y'all. Every night, starting about 9 p.m., <laughs> 1 a.m. You talking about those little things yeah, you throw yeah, on the yeah. floor and yeah. snap? Like a dollar at, you know, any I used store. to throw them off the top floor of the mall. <gasps> yeah, You're when, a when menace. I was, when I was your age, yeah. Yeah, when I was 16, 17 years old. I like M80s. Yeah. Big bangs. I might have been, been a little bit younger. I mean, than pe- that. people always tell me when they were my age, they wanted, you know, Terrence Williams, right? He's the comedian guy. Yeah. He was telling me when he was my age, he wanted to be Scarface. Mm-hmm. He told me that at a panel a couple of years back. And I'm like, that's funny. And you're telling me you just you just threw those pop rocks at people driving by at the mall. Yeah, Everybody was a menace at my age. I don't, what's the difference? <laughs> just what? <laughs> Yeah, we've been kicked out of the mall a time or two. I mean, everybody has their. The their, only time few. I get kicked out of the mall is from it, for wearing a MAGA hat. So really, yeah. Oh, we got to get into that. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, uh, Chandler. Let me tell you something. Y'all gonna y'all gonna fall in love with Chandler if you're not familiar with him already. Hey, I warned you guys about home title theft, where cyber thieves remove you from your home's title and become the owner. You don't believe me. I said you better get home title lock because it's coming. Well, if you're on Facebook, you've heard me talk about it. They had the big breach where 500 million accounts were exposed mm. to cyber thieves. And according to a retired FBI cybercrime expert, <clears throat> everything thieves need to take over as a new owner of your home was leaked. Your name, address, personal information. It's true. It's out there. The thief forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to him. He'll leave you in debt or even have you evicted from your own home. You got to do what I did. Protect your home with Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. You can register your address and see if you're already a victim. Then you can sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high-risk breach. Again, go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code RADIO. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use promo code RADIO, and we'll be right back. Chandler Crump, Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, sir. I'm from Augusta. Grew up in Augusta. Went to the University of Georgia. People, you, we were talking about this yesterday. People have always said, you know, people from the deep south, they talk slow. Me and you don't have that problem. No. Uh, I've been reading the comments that people just compare me to like the, somebody was saying I'm like a rapper when I talk. And I'm like, I guess that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's good, though. I mean, you know, when I started doing social media videos years ago, my shtick, if you will, my my plan was to see how much I could say in 60 seconds. And so I would do these 60 second videos and I mean, just see how much information I could get out. My mother would call me on the phone. She was like, I can't breathe while you're doing that. Like, I can't even catch my breath from from doing that. And so it's hard for me to slow down, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I have that problem all the time. I was once again reading some comments and people were like, this kid, I love him, but he just talks too fast. I can't understand. Some people are like, they have to slow down the video. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, in, in, in my own consciousness, it's never like that. I'm talking completely normal speed, but I don't I don't really know when I'm talking at that speed or anything like that. But like, yeah. I guess that's kind of, we're breaking the stereotypes. I break, Good. I break plenty of stereotypes, but we're really breaking <laughs> you them. <laughs> you do break plenty of stereotypes. We were talking about it uh, earlier in the week. I've got a book coming out in September and I've got to do the read for the audio book oh boy and so that people will be able to listen to that thing in 30 minutes oh man do you think they're gonna make you slow down yeah they probably are gonna have to yeah it's always been my dream to voice an audio book or voice something in general like i used to watch cartoons when i was younger before they went woke but uh yeah uh, i used to always be like man i I could i could do voice acting and i know it's hard but like 
I kind of want to do it, man. Yeah. Like I kind of, the whole reason I want to write a book is so that I can then voice the audio, do the audio of it. Yeah. I got a feeling you're going to write a few books uh, <laughs> I probably in will. your life. I, I yeah. got a real solid feeling. Yeah. I've got plenty of really cool ideas that I've just been like, I, yeah. I like, I'm, I want to write a few nonfiction books, but I want to write some like really cool young adult books that are like, you know, commentaries that really make you think. I love yeah. those kinds of books that are geared towards kids my age, but like experience expand their mind make them really think yeah. yeah i've had this vision of doing um different history books for a younger generation that tells a story like the behind the scenes the not the the, the human side of of history and the little known stories of these people's lives that that are often not in the history books you know? yeah it, you know rush limbaugh a few years back he wrote some books called the rush revere books yeah and he, he was a great man i rest in peace to him but uh he those books were great. I, I read them so many times and they were like really amazing books. And they were like, I, I guess they kind of, they were part of my inspiration to really research more about the history of this nation and into politics. And they were really instrumental in me kind of, you know, seeing this nation as something a lot more than just, oh, well, you know, it's so great, but I could actually see the past of it and see what got us to where we were. And I think he wrote like three or four of those books and they were really great. So yeah. I'd say uh, if you're thinking about doing it, definitely uh, do a little more research and definitely do it. Yeah, God bless Rush. Yeah. I know. 16 years old. What's your story? How'd you get into, how, why are you interested in all this stuff? Yeah, it's, it's a fun story, really. So like I said, the Rush Revere books, I played a lot of political simulation games when I was younger, but I was, I was always saying like, oh, well, I can't really do this until I'm an adult. But my parents uh, who, you know, saw my interest in politics, they supported my interest in politics. I had spoken out about politics in my school. I tell the story all the time. In fact, I think I was telling it just a few days ago uh, that when, uh, you know, Trump was first elected, this was like 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, my, you know, I was in fifth grade at the time. I was like 11 and the kids in my, in my elementary school were all arguing me, you know, Chandler, Trump's a racist. And I was like, at the time, I didn't, I didn't support Trump much. I thought he was crazy, but I at least knew that he was not a racist. And so I would argue with him over and over again, you know, Trump did this, Trump did that. And then as the days of, as of his administration kept taking on and he kept doing more and more for black people, I was like, I have to stand up. And so uh, I went to this event called the Young Black Leadership Summit hosted by TPUSA. Mm -hmm. And at that event, I heard from Candace Owens and Brandon Tatum, who are some amazing black thinkers of our time. But then I heard from the president himself, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the very first speeches I actually sat through and listened to was from the president of the United States. And so that really inspired me. It told me that I can do something for my nation. I don't need to wait until I'm a full adult. I can do this now. Yeah. And so I was 14 years old at the time. At the time, it was 2018. I started my Twitter account and everything just kind of grew from there. I gave, I started giving speeches. I started making music about politics. It's just everything has kind of come into a fold and it's really exciting for me. And I'm happy to be working on, uh, you know, coming on shows like these and speaking my mind or working on campaigns and working personally to get rhinos like Greg Abbott out of office. Yeah. And so I love this kid. Everything right. we can do, we've got to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. I mean, that's he the does. thing. We were, we did yesterday, we did, or the two days ago, we did, uh, uh, this was a Thursday show. So Tuesday, I got to get my day straight. <laughs> well, Monday, we were on News and White Matters. Yes. And so uh, every time, you know, you would respond to whatever the news topic was. And Sarah would look at me and I want to just go, what he said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, well, let me piggyback on what Chandler said. And then he said, well, let me piggyback on let the me, piggyback. Let me piggyback yeah. on your piggyback. You, you laughed at that. I was it's like, awesome. <laughs> I mean, you I was could... like, I, I, it was like I was seeing myself in him, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful for your voice. I'm thankful for what you're doing and the stand you take. And uh, 
You know, a lot of times we look at this crazy, I like to call it the woketopia, you know, that the world. <laughs> I laughed at when you said that. That was a good one. I mean, it's crazy. And we look at the next generation and, you know, older generations always look at the next generation and go, they're hopeless. You know, yeah. they, they're hopeless. Every generation's always done. That. I look at my own generation sometimes and I say <laughs> it's hopeless. Like I go on Instagram and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at girls' profiles and stuff, uh -huh. but then it's like instant, like, oh, she's got she, her, she's got they, yeah. them. Oh my gosh, I and love like, them. And Instagram has an actual feature now that it will just yes. straight up show on their profile on the mobiles and it'll say she, her, yes. them. And it's just like, oh my God. You can yes. go in there now and edit your pronouns. Yeah. Can you Is imagine? That the deal? If you can do, I'm gonna go in today. I think I'm gonna edit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a she, I'm gonna be a she, her for the day. <laughs> no, don't but no, do I'm it. I'm just saying. Could I'm, you imagine if, if half the kids, his age, knew half of what Chandler knows, how less woke this country would be? So Seriously, what he just said is incredibly profound. Mm -hmm. In that he listened, mm -hmm. and he was, and you paid attention, and you're like, this guy makes a terrible racist. For all he's yeah. done for the black community, you know, record low unemployment and just all of the, the things, the grants, the funds, all these things for black businesses, uh, you know. He's the worst racist I've ever met. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And, uh, you know, the thing is, and that's the whole point, if people could just think critically and have some complexity of thought mm -hmm. and learn to listen, um, instead of trying, everybody's trying to be, you know, an activist, but they're activists with ignorance. Mm -hmm. I'm all for activism. I'm all for speaking out, you know, and, and that's why I'm proud of what you're doing because you take the initiative, you know, to do your own show and, and those things. And so many people, they just vomit on the wall, right? And just yeah. see what sticks. And it's just, I'm sick of that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's why it's refreshing when you talk. I, I love your commentary. Yeah, politics has invaded mainstream culture so much so that you can't turn on any programming without uh, just, you know, the political invasion. Like, uh, you know, I went back to my hotel room after I did the news on why it matters and you know, there was Disney Channel. I was like, oh, that's funny, Disney Channel. Yeah. But then on Disney Channel, they had this little maybe five-minute panel of three people, and it had the rainbow flag in the background, and they were talking about how it's so difficult being a, a an LGBT queer this and that. And I was like, three years ago, four, five years ago, this would not have been acceptable on Disney Channel. And now it's all they have. It's all their programming now. It is just this LGBT woketopia. And, you know, people always ask me, Chandler, are you, are you homophobic or do you hate these people? And I'm like, you know what? I don't hate these people. I just, yeah. I, I just wonder why we're pushing it so much so on our children when it is proven time and time again, factually and scientifically, that this ideology is, it's, it's a mental deficiency. It is harmful to our youth we see what happens i believe you know i don't know the exact uh, statistic but i think it's 60 70 percent of of transgender youth are then suicidal or are then suffering from depression and it's kind of scary to see that they're even trying to twist that statistic by saying oh well it's because of the transphobia in this nation it, it's so sad yeah. that we're just encouraging gender dysphoria mm -hmm. and then blaming people that are trying to cure gender dysphoria as the reason why people are suffering from the symptoms of gender dysphoria yeah I was driving in today and went past one place of business. And you and I've talked about this. You know, there's the American flag on the pole and right yep. under it's a big pride flag, <sighs> you know, sometimes above the American flag. Yeah. I, I put out a tweet a few days ago that said sexuality is now above nationality and patriotism. Mm -hmm. This is how Western society and Western culture will die because we are valuing ourselves and our own fleshy whims above anything else, above, you know, what our nation stands for, above freedom, yeah. uh, above liberty, above, you know, the choice to 
pursue happiness, it, yeah. it's not valued anymore. So we, we talked about it earlier in the week and we showed the Pixar uh, little short promo of one of their new <laughs> films that's coming out called Out. And it's about, you know, this the cartoon character. He's trying to figure out how to tell his parents he's gay. My issue is, I'm like you. I like I, I don't dislike anybody, but why are we hypersexualizing kids? Yes. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, you know, a two year old, three year old twerking at a some parade somewhere, uh, or drag queen story hour or uh. uh as you said, the thing on Disney Channel. I mean, it's why are why are we focusing on this? Teen Vogue's talking about sexual techniques for kids. Uh, they're starting to normalize pedophilia aspects yeah, te- of teaching things. five-year-olds what masturbation is. I mean, it's, it's insane. It's it's insane. You know, we were just watching that uh, that video of the spa with the man who just walked right. in there with all his bits out and everything. <laughs> and there was a lady who was recording the video and she was so upset and so against it. And there's a few other ladies there who were upset as well. And then you saw that NPC beta male cuck just standing there. <laughs> and he was like, you know, it's, it's, it's a just, woman. It's is a woman. It's acceptable. Is this a little Chad Braither sitting in here? He knows what's Chad up. <laughs> he knows what's up well i mean when you when you see it right before your eyes you can laugh at it and you can make fun of it you can point and you can say oh that's funny but then in your heart and in your brain it just kind of burns yeah. that that is such a mainstream thing and you have to say okay well this is california and it it was i believe it was los angeles where mm-hmm. the wee spa was but it's only a couple of years because you know with everything going wrong in california people are moving out of california and yeah. taking that ideology here in texas and taking that ideology to my home state of georgia taking it to florida taking it to all these states where you know they're actually ran right and so things look good they have low taxes and booming economies and growing industries they're going to bring that destructive and, and dangerous ideology to where your children are so even if you're residing in a red state which i bet a lot of the viewers that are listening are you're not very safe and so as much as you want to just sit on the sidelines and watch these shows and engage in this content you have to engage on the field or it's going to happen to your children too i posted a tweet about disney channel and i was saying you know, because of this, I will not let my kids watch Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching Disney Channel. I loved shows like Austin and Allie and Jesse. And, and those shows were only on the air maybe five, six, seven years ago. This wasn't that long. Look how quickly they have changed the way our culture functions to yeah. to go from, oh, well, you know, it's just the, the nuclear family or sometimes, you know, they're rich and they've got a nanny or something like that. To now it's all about, you know, the LGBT spectrum. And now it's all about, you know, uh, this and that and the dis- disabilities. And it's everything now. Yeah. It's all culture is. And it is so scary to see that. That's what they're pushing on our children, whether it's the pronouns on Instagram or whether it's the the pride flag with the black colors and the transgender colors on Disney Channel. They're everywhere. And so we have to push and we have to fight. Yeah, that's my thing. Whatever your whatever your gender, whatever your race, whatever your persuasion, orientation, whatever you want to call it, that's fine until you start to politicize it and mm-hmm. and, and activate it to the point where now you are imposing yourself on yeah. me. That's, I have a problem with that. Yeah. That's the issue right there. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Because I've said for years, you take these things and you we laugh at it, we launder it, and, and we just leave it out there yeah. for the world. And, and it becomes normalized, right? And you look at it and, uh, it and it's just you have a generation at risk. And they don't – at this stage, our culture is so inundated with it that – there's a generation coming along. They just don't know any different. Like yeah. you don't know the world without the internet. I don't. Right. See, I remember when we didn't have cell phones in the internet, yeah. you know, there, there was a time when I remember when beepers came along. I remember when the phones in the bag came <laughs> yeah. along. Yeah, I want to get your perspective on a couple of things, but before we do that, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to show you guys. This is what my weekend is going to consist of. Look here. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. So raise America. 
I love these guys. Been on the phone with them, talking to them. I'm going to have the owner of this company on the show. They actually provide uh, the meat for uh, the beef for like Costco stores. Oh, yes. Look what they sent me, though. Look what they sent me. Let's if I can turn this thing around. Microphone out of the way. Look at this ribeye. Golly, look at that thing right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to slice that sucker up into some steaks. Got a tenderloin right here. Uh, they raised the bar for premier organic grass-fed beef all over the country. 15 years they've been doing this. Raise Americans been honing its process to provide lovers of beef the ultimate eating experience from the feed to the cattle to the steak. Raise American raises the standard of what American organic beef ought to be. Uh, Raise American cattle come from humanely treated animals reared on small, independent American farms, farms run by family farmers and ranchers, adhering to some of the strictest animal welfare and sustainable farming protocols. That's this beef right here, baby. It's going to mm, wait. <laughs> Healthy cattle make healthy beef, and no one knows that better than the folks over at Raise American. Raise American focuses on sustainability, which is why they work closely with these family farms to raise grass-fed organic cattle, which spend most of their lives grazing pastures in the fresh open air in a way that regenerates the soil instead of depleting it. They're 100% organic, 100% grass-fed, 100% American. Go to RaiseAmerican.com. Right now, order and learn more. Good for you, good for the planet, good for America. Raise American. Dot com. Now I'm hungry. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about that. You know, funny that comes up. We're talking about the pride flag and all that, which, again, I brought up, you know, the issue that I take on that is... You take the United States flag, it stands for one republic, right? It is, it is a unifying symbol. You shouldn't have to raise another flag up beside it to say somebody was not included. And that's, you know, the essence of what this country is, is it's inclusive. I mean, it really is. It is a melting pot. The problem is people don't want to melt anymore. Yes. Yeah, I was saying that, actually. I think it was on one of my previous streams I do. Uh, that I was saying, you know, we have a melting pot, but people are starting to misunderstand the whole definition of melting. People are just, you know, I was saying it's solids and we've got liquids and gases in there, but they don't want to become one actual liquid. They don't want to become one yeah. homogenous people anymore. They just want to be their own groups. And so that's why importing all these different people, but not expecting them and not, you know, requiring them to uh, adhere to what our nation truly is. It's going to be the downfall of this superpower. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sick of athletics i'm sick of sports i said that earlier in yeah. the week i mean you know you got that hammer throw girl um good old gwen Berry. yeah gwen Berry and the girl that won deanna price i mean nobody knows her name yeah. uh and then you got brooke anderson the girl that came in second you know mm -hmm. they put their hand over their heart you know when the anthem was played and and gwen Berry. i mean she's all disgusted. I mean, just just imagine how powerful of a moment that is. You spend your whole life being a hardworking athlete, yeah. spending each and every day yeah. if you that you can practicing, and you finally make it to the Olympics. You qualify. You get you know gold and, and silver, and you're standing there with your heart on your chest. That's supposed to be the powerful moment of your life. Yeah. But then one entitled little brat who gets up there and turns <laughs> right. away from the flag and is bowing to George Floyd and is bowing to Dr. Fauci and is bowing right. to Dr. Joe Biden. <laughs> Yeah. Dr. Joe Biden, I guess, nowadays, but still. Uh, and that, that's the moment that, that gets propagated on all the media. It's your, your lightning is stolen. What you worked for all your life mm -hmm. is taken away by one petulant little child who yeah. gets up there and says, no, I will not pay homage to the nation that gave me everything. Yeah. 
was looking for this story in here while you're talking. The NFL, <laughs> good old NFL. Always oh, yes. I remember when they were just gladiators, you know? There were <laughs> girls in short skirts that danced on the sidelines, and guys went out there and crushed each other's heads. And we watched it on Saturday and Monday, or Sunday and Monday night. It had a good time. Now, no, everything's got to be political, right? Like, I see Stephen A. Smith. I, I, I see Stephen A. Smith on ESPN just commenting, and I'm like, what are you so angry about? Just talk about sports. You don't. Everybody doesn't have to be an activist. But the NFL has now declared that football is gay, football is lesbian, football is beautiful. Can you play that clip, Mark? Good Lord. So if you're listening by way of podcast, you need to go check out that little clip. I mean, apparently football is all inclusive. The NFL has got everybody covered. They're gay. Not just the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, yep, I my question it. there, I mean, what, what is the deal? I mean, you know, it, okay, so June is Pride Month. Yes. You know, nobody's talking about it's PTSD Awareness Month. For oh, you, our, this is the first time I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Nope. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, but we don't talk about those things. I mean, forget the people that put on a uniform every day with the willingness to serve and sacrifice mm-hmm. and give their lives for our liberty. Forget, you know, honor mm-hmm. and veterans and active duty military folks, the people who have actually been to war and, and, uh, and you know, lost life, lost limb, lost, you know, mental capacity because of what they've been through for America. But let's make sure everybody feels, you know, like they can pee in the same bathroom. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> this is just it's our values are screwed up. Yeah, their struggle doesn't matter. The soldiers that actually went to other nations, it's sometimes under misguided reasons. Honestly, I think a lot of those wars that we were sending people off to were not justified. But even though, right. because of that, those soldiers were still standing up for their nation, right. still standing up and still fighting, and their struggle doesn't matter. They came back with lost limbs and lost mental capacity, lost everything. Sometimes they lost their innocence. But we're, we're, we're valuing the struggle of, of youth over here that are very, very, very confused. Their yeah. struggle matters a lot more in that. That's, yeah. that's dirty. And that really is. Change gears a little bit. So the, uh, the pandemic, COVID, mm-hmm. coronavirus, shutdowns, quarantines, masks, mandates, six foot apart, the whole thing. What was your take on the whole deal? Oh, man. So I, I guess I, I kind of want to tell my own story a little bit to <laughs> yeah. just kind of justify everything. So it's February 2020. I am at CPAC in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing my thing, getting interviews, shaking hands, saying hi to people. It's a great event. And then on the very last day of CPAC, I am just deathly ill. I don't leave my room. I feel terrible. Honestly, it, it's a bad day. I got a sore throat, we, achy bones, everything. We go home, maybe about two days, I'm good. But then I start to turn on the TV and people are saying, oh, CPAC was a super spreader event. I'm like, what's a super spreader event? <laughs> Suddenly COVID is this big, massive thing and everybody's scared and everybody needs to mask up and buy toilet paper. At that moment, that's when I knew that it was a joke because mm. I had caught this virus and I beat it in less than a week. And of course, I'm a young person. I've got a strong immune system. I've got everything that you, you should have to be able to defend against this. Mm-hmm. But so did a lot of other people. I think some members of my family got it. They kicked it quick. Friends of mine that I knew that that got it, they kicked it quick. I just saw everybody and every every person I knew that was getting it and kicking it quick. And yet 
all we could think about was fear. All we had was was fear of what this virus could do to us. Mm-hmm. And this went this went on for months. We saw people who who were starting to starve. They they couldn't buy food. They couldn't feed their families. We, we saw Shelley Luther who decided to operate her her hair salon, and she was shut down by the police. That's when I started to realize that it was it was a psyop. They were doing everything they could to destroy the American spirit because it was an election year. Mm. And and it, it just kind of went so much deeper than that. And I'm not one to call it a hoax. I think it is a real virus, but I also believe that we're, we were really overblowing it. We were using, and when I say we, I mean the people who operate and run this whole, uh, the whole media cycles, they were running it in such a way that we, we just couldn't get out of it. They were going to shut everything down. And now we're seeing with the Delta and the Lambda and all, you know, the uh, Zeta bari- variants. Yeah, we're going to hit every variant. Every yeah. variant in the the alphabet and the Greek alphabet and whatever <laughs> whatever their other alphabet they can source from, they're gonna do it. And so uh, it's clear to see that it was it was all a ruse yeah. to get into our minds, to break our spirits, and to make us believe that you know the only way to live is to stay in our homes, stay in your pods, and they can start delivering uh, some trash food to us so we can get even less healthy mm-hmm. and even more susceptible to what this virus can do. And eventually, we'll just start eating bugs. There you go. There you go. Recapped so yeah. nicely. Nice. We You're got welcome. the Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Yadu, Kappa, Lambda, Mu, Nuke, Xe, Omicron, P, Rho, Sigma, Tau, Upsilon, Phi, Keep, C, Omega, Variant. Was that was that a COVID auction just now? Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to bid. <laughs> we got the full Greek alphabet represented right there. No, that's the, that's the whole thing. Um, I, I've never said, you know, people say, oh, you just, somebody came at me on social media yesterday and they were like, you know, what's your deal with this vaccine thing? Why are you, you know, I'm like, because we don't know what we don't know yeah. with this vaccine thing, right? And, oh, and I'm not jabbing myself with some stuff. I, you know, 10 years down the road, maybe. I don't know. By then, we ought to know more. Yeah. You know what gets me really upset is that in the middle of the pandemic, there was a, and not that it matters, but there was a black female. So it should be, you know, top of the line, top intersectional. We should really be listening to her. Mm-hmm. Stella Emanuel, who spoke out a, 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 about uh, zinc and hydroxychloroquine. And this was a drug that could have saved hundreds of thousands of people who were, you know, they already had pre-existing conditions or they were old, they had weak immune systems. Perhaps they were make-a-wish kids who were terminally ill and already had very weak immune systems that could have taken hydroxychloroquine and could have beat COVID-19 because that drug, which has been around since the 40s and could be easily mass-produced and was very cheap, could get out to anybody. But because the president at the time, President Trump, had endorsed this drug himself and announced that he himself was taking it, that's why they had to shut down Stella Emanuel. They had to delete everything she said Mm -hmm. and they had to make sure that nobody could trust it and and people died and i think it's so stupid that that this drug does the exact same thing that the vaccines do except without the myocarditis and without any of the other side effects the only thing this drug could do is make you healthier when 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 the covid actually comes in with your system it helped you beat it they killed people for politics it made me so angry to look at it and imagine the the kids like i didn't know any personally because the, the virus wasn't that big but i know for a fact that there are parents who 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 lost the connection to their children because they died or they had their own you know their grandparents they died because of the the, the drug or because of the virus and that they didn't get the drug yeah. because you know we had states banning the use of the drug we had states uh, making sure that they weren't sold at at stores anymore despite the fact that the drug was not only for covid but it helped uh treat what was it uh lupus as well it mm-hmm. helped treat a lot of different things but because the president spoke out for the drug and because stella emmanuel spoke out for the drug they had to do everything they can for political purposes to make sure that nobody could take it and they killed people for it yeah Yes. Not to mention the fact they're driving anxiety through the roof, depression through the roof, suicides up. I mean, just, you know, treatment for all those things. People with PTSD couldn't go to counseling. They couldn't get into their groups. They couldn't do community things. 
um, you know, and it was, you know, our friend Chad Robichaud, Mighty Oaks Foundation, they take these guys through these week-long camps, you know, and, and get them help. They couldn't do those things mm-hmm. because, you know, and so the the suicide rate for veterans <laughs> skyrocketed because of all of this. Uh, uh, absolutely insane. The and, suicide uh, rate for teens skyrocketed? Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. I mean, when you, when you don't get those actual physical connections, it kills you. We are we are social people. We are social creatures. We right. are designed to physically connect with other people and chat. <laughs> that just cannot be replicated over a phone or over a computer. Over a Zoom call. We, they no. had to create a Zoom. Got to take a break. They, they created a Zoom call called Culture so they could have a Zoom call president. That was the deal because uh, Joe Biden ain't coming yep. out to be around anybody. Y'all <laughs> hang tight. Going to be right back with Chandler. Yeah. So obviously on this show, we don't shy away from talking about issues, some pressure points. We talked about the coronavirus thing. Candace, it'll be interesting to see if they won't let us upload anything for another week or 30 <laughs> days. We, uh, uh, we did that a few weeks ago when I was talking about you know the vaccine and things, and they shut us down for – but you've had to deal with some of that yes. social media cult, uh, cancel yeah. stuff. Did you, if, what's been shut down on you? Where can where are people finding you though? Well, what hasn't been shut down? Yeah, in right. all honesty, uh, I've been shut down on YouTube. I think I've received about three or four community guidelines strikes, and I've come very close to having my entire channel deleted off of YouTube. I started my channel maybe January 2019 is when I started posting content, and it's just it, you know I had some great growth, and then it's just been plateaued for nearly Same. two years now. It's been it's been impossible to get anywhere, and so you know I've been pushing alternative technical platforms for years now. I joined Gab and Parlor in November 2018. That doesn't sound like a long time ago, but that was really early. These platforms, they didn't really look necessary back then. Right. Uh, but censorship just kept growing and growing. I gave my very first speech at a free speech rally. And so that's how you know, I care a lot about this. I care a lot about people being able to speak their mind, um, but it, it's just been terrible to see what these mainstream platforms have done. I've been, you know, I've been suspended off of basically every one of these platforms, at least for a short period of time, and it's just never ended. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the all platforms I'm on are like Rumble, Odyssey, those are great YouTube competitors. Rumble is great, Odyssey is great. You can post content up there, you can do live streams. Um, and then as far as like alternatives to Twitter, I use Gab and Minds, those platforms are great. Parlor's kind of fallen off to the wayside. I think you guys yeah. all know a little bit about that. You know, no shade to them, but I think Gab and Minds are really the platforms I'm really gonna look to. So, you know, those four main platforms, and then there's also Locals, which is kind of like Patreon. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Rubin, Dave mm-hmm. Rubin, you guys should know about that. He, yep. he owns Locals, and so uh, I'm up on Locals. Dave, if you're watching, I'm working with you, man. I'm working with you. Yeah. So all Dave these platforms. Dave Rubin, before you take your vacation, you know, he does every, he, every year he takes a month off <laughs> of social media and everything. He unplugs, turns his phone off the whole thing. And he does it for a month. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, but Dave, you need to have Chandler on the show. And I know you're watching, Dave. Um, <laughs> but just make my way to all these, all these different yeah. shows. He just had Trump on. Yeah, Dave I think Rubin. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Rubin. <laughs> It's a pretty man. So what? <laughs> Well-spoken, articulate. He knows I love him. Uh, but I got to check out Odyssey, though. You like it? 
Oh yeah, it's great. Actually, you know, one of the stories we were talking about on Monday was about that uh, the, the Chinese group that was exposing what was happening to the Uyghurs in the camps. When when they got kicked off of YouTube, they actually moved over to Odyssey. They uploaded all their content. They have a neat feature where it lets you transfer everything from a YouTube channel over to Odyssey. So it's better to do it, you know, sooner rather than later. And think about it like this: the more mainstream platforms, you know, the more shows that make their way over to Rumble and Odyssey, that that just makes those platforms even more legitimate. So a show like yours, the Chad Prather Show, mm -hmm. it's a major show. If you move your content over to Rumble and Odyssey. Keep posting to YouTube, of course, but you make the extra 10, 15 minutes it takes to, yeah. to export that content to Rumble and Odyssey, you're making a bigger difference than you could ever know. Especially, you know, think about it like this. I'm going to be having to live with this censorship a lot longer than you guys are. It's going to be Orwellian <laughs> for me. And so, <laughs> at the very least, do me a favor. Start posting to do these alt-tech platforms. <laughs> Hashtag do it for Chandler. Post to alt-tech. Make, make the move. Make the switch. You yeah. know, stand up for something and, and post to those anti-censorship platforms. Do it now and you know those platforms become even more legitimate. I think I was telling you uh, on Monday that Rumble launched in 2013. Mm -hmm. You know that, that you know there are kids that are that you know know how to talk now that were born after that. That's a that's a big, you know, mind screw yeah. but still. That platform's existed for a long time, um, but it only became really big and relevant just a few months ago because you know we had Dinesh D'Souza move over there right. and now Trump is on Rumble. Everybody is making the move. Everybody is making the switch. And that's yeah. what I love about these platforms. Rumble and Odyssey, Locals, Gab, Minds. Those big five, in my opinion, are going to be the future of how people speak out freely. I, for all I know, I have a channel on Odyssey. I found hmm. out there's a verified channel on Chad Prather channel on Rumble. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, I think the Blaze must have set it up oh. or something. Yeah. They didn't bother to tell me, though. <laughs> Dang. Is, yeah. your, is, your, is your content mirroring up there? Yeah. Okay, well, the perfect. You've already made the switch. You didn't even yeah. have to do anything. Well, what I encourage people to do, like you said, is is people, you know, I always say, hey, go check out this platform. That I can't learn another platform. Quit oh, being lazy. Gosh. If we got to fight this censorship deal and this social media squeeze, then you you got to work with us, too. I mean, you got to you got to make the switch sometime. Check out. Because yeah. when we were shut down for seven days, people were like, we can't watch the show. And it's like, you can. You can go to rumble it's on there uh, a lot of people don't even know those options exist you know I, I i try my best to make make the appeal to people if if you are watching these platforms and and you, you're watching your favorite creator and they get kicked off you have to make the step. They made the step. You think it's hard for you not being able to watch your creator. Imagine how hard it is for the creator right. who, who who literally had one of their largest platforms, the rug sweeped out from under them. Imagine how hard it is for them. Take five minutes, yeah. sign up for these new platforms. You may have a couple issues here and there, but these platforms are going to do something amazing for you, and they're going to give you the freedom to engage and and enjoy the content that you love so much. So, yeah. you know, whatever it is, you have to find your way there. I, I beg you, if you're watching, please. Yeah. These alternative platforms are going to do something amazing. What name are you using? What handle are you using on the different platforms? So that's the one part about having five new platforms. It's a little difficult to keep track. Right. Uh, my, my favorite one, which is Locals, you can just go to, and if you guys want to like flash it on screen, it's chandlercrump.locals.com. That's just like a website. It's kind of what I'm treating as my community. Uh, on Gab, I'm at Real C Crump. It's identical to my Twitter, so at Real C, C-R-U-M-P. On Minds, I'm at Chandler Crump. Uh, Minds is a little bit smaller right now, but we can grow that one. Uh, on Rumble, I'm just Chandler underscore Crump. On Odyssey, I'm I'm at Chandler. Uh, Odyssey's a little confusing, but you should be able to find me. Just look up Chandler Crump. That's the great thing about these alt platforms as well is that they do not censor your right. searches. So just look up my name, Chandler Crump. That's like Trump, but with a C, and you'll find it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Trump, but with a C. I like yeah. it. And, and it's easy. I mean, you know, I've done, you know, I can do a search, Chandler Crump. You're going to pop up. You know, your tweets are going to pop up. They're going to be there. For and now. For now. That's yeah. right. I'm so sick of Twitter. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm just so tired of the... Just the nonsense trolling that just, ugh. You can um, quit. 
I've thought about it. I did. Yeah, I got off months ago. I've thought about it. I'm like, <sighs> I've honestly thought about it. I, I considered it on January 6th when Trump was kicked off. I considered deleting my account. And, you know, that was when everybody was making their profile pictures Trump. Trump's face. You guys remember that? That was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I considered it. I didn't do it because, you know, Twitter's a big platform for me. And I'm not going to leave until they kick me off. I think it's as if, if there's a platform I can be on that I can encourage people to go to other platforms like Gab and Minds, then it's valuable to still be there. So uh, every day I'm tweeting, you know, I get, you know, a thousand likes here i'm like okay under that tweet guys please you you love this content you love these tweets you love all these people you follow on twitter a lot of these conservatives i know that whether they have been kicked off of twitter or haven't they are on gab uh there's this a guy i know named bryson gray and and yep you know bryson he released a song and it was deleted off of spotify and soundcloud this is orwellian this is how you know it is a big mess and so i don't know about any alternative music platforms right now but these people are available on alt tech platforms and so gab minds it's so important yeah it really is um and i mean you know and it's it's about free speech i mean it's about you know getting and i know these people are gonna you know i love it when people come in and say these are private companies they can do whatever they want to do and they can't you know they they can't uh there's some rules out there but we've just rolled over and let them take over and and put us under their thumb it's insane yeah if there's rules on what guns i can own then there better dang be rules about what these social media companies can censor right can you imagine him in 20 years? No kidding. I love him. Powerhouse. I want to adopt him. <laughs> I, just, I, my... I didn't get to say a whole lot this show, but what he said. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really? That, that's, that's, uh, well, hey, if you, join, if you join my show and be a co-host, I'll give you at least 10 minutes of time to speak on each episode. <laughs> 10 minutes? Oh, 10 we don't minutes. need that much. Way we don't need that seconds, much. I'm good. <laughs> so you're working with Vernon Jones, my mm-hmm. old buddy Vernon Jones. He's running yeah. for governor in uh, Georgia. Yes. And uh, I'm so disappointed with Brian Kemp. We all are. I yeah. worked I worked on his campaign. I'd travel to Georgia and do some stuff. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm off that. So I'm pulling for Vernon. I really am. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for all these gubernatorial races. You know, I've been traveling to a few different states these days and just meeting with a few people. There's yeah. a few governor candidates that haven't announced yet, but there's one in Nevada I'm looking at. There's mm-hmm. a few here in Texas. Uh, I know you're one of them. And then out in Georgia and Florida, there's just some really great candidates that I'm really working hard to support and make sure that we can have a real red wave. And we, we've had red waves before, yeah. but these red waves are really pink. You know, they're mm-hmm. pink because they're sissies. They're rhinos. They're not really going to stand up. And so that's why we need a true blood red wave that is going to stand up and actually fight. They're not just going to release, you know, letters like Kevin McCarthy's yep. doing. They're actually going to stand up and stand outside of these headquarters and, you know, with the megaphone or whatever they have to do, they're going to sign the bills. They're going to sign the orders that will actually get things done in their states. There you go. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Right. Make sure you guys are following everything Chandler Crump is doing. Uh, mover, shaker, influencer, um, solid dude. I'm, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you coming into the studio today and hanging out with us. You got a lot going on. I'm thankful for you guys taking a chance on me and letting me come on. Of I mean, course, dude. You're always welcome here. Yeah. Um, 100%. And once you're done, you know, doing all you got to do in Georgia, get your butt over here to Texas. <laughs> well, if things don't go my way in Georgia, then I'm, I'm, like, I'm liking the way things are looking here, so I may have Put to come out here. Put on your campaign trail, Chad. What's that? Put him on your campaign trail. I would love to. Yeah. I'd love to. We'll see what happens. I, I'm with you on that. I, you know, and I've said it over and over and over again. I'm in this race because I want the rhinos out. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to hold their feet to the fire. Um, I want the Absolutely. best person in those offices representing 
Texas and across the nation. Doesn't have to be me. Doesn't yeah. have to be me. But man, I'm gonna be there like a burr in the saddle along <laughs> the way, making sure. So it's good stuff. Proud of you. I'm thankful for you and uh, looking forward to the future with you, man. Um, you guys go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Sign up. That's another way to keep from uh, getting canceled. You could just pay attention to what's on Blaze and, and watch the Blaze family. And uh, don't forget, pre-order my book, Am I Crazy? It comes out September 7th. You can pre-order it right now at all the crazy big bookstores online. <laughs> and uh, come see us, New Braunfels, Texas, Saturday night. Those tickets are still available. Numerous campaign stops. Going to be headed down to the border. Uh, numerous cities in the next couple of weeks. And are going to be in the actual border. Not on the border of the restaurant. Not the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you guys Monday night. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.